Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, alchemists, to the Lucky Die. Previously... Lurfin identifies the monocle. Rao contemplates being on Demarius for a long time. Squash gets himself winter ready, as Zoltana pulls Lafin out of an awkward conversation. As the alchemists travel far and wide to create the potion to cure a dragon, the team tests their limits with the monocle and the ability to move objects across planes. Speaking with Emil in the book, they settle on Rao's tabaxi friend to go instead. Will the monocle less librarian be okay? Who is Emil's patron, and is the potion going to be enough? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. find yourself standing inside a building the building is covered um, the stone is a very very pale grey and it looks like it has been worked by many many hands, there's a lot of tool marks in this still, this room is rough, there is a single window quite high up and it is frosted over, the light coming through is that kind of sun setting reddish colour, it's getting pretty late in the day now As you look around, you can see that there is a singular exit. The door is slightly ajar, slightly open. Hasn't been open in a very long time, Squash would notice. Just nothing they've needed to use. As you step 
into this corridor, you can see that the stone gets smoother and smoother as if more time has been spent on making this place look good. Where you were before is so little used, they clearly cared nothing for it. And as you reach the end of this corridor, you find another wooden door, which is closed. Raleigh is very much acting funny. Like, suddenly being here is, like, very weird for him. (laughs) Yeah. She's kind of looking around slowly and breathing and... Well, not looking around slowly, looking around rather quickly. Breathing fast and uh, kind of getting into a panic a little bit. Uh, Ama grabs your hand and squeezes it really tightly. Um, Even though you have, like, the gloves on from your, like, thermal gear. Like, she's squeezing your hand very tightly through that. Um, Trempal is walking behind Joel and, like, he has a little bit of flames in his hand to keep himself warm because he he didn't know. Um, (laughs) He didn't have anything else. Um, And your tabaxi friend is like, they're not exactly shivering, but they have the natural warmth from their fur. Um, So they're going to need something, but right now they're totally fine. You can also begin to hear what looks, what sounds like hail, um, frozen, frozen droplets hitting the roof above you. I did tell the tabaxi friend to dress warm. They probably have blankets. <laughs> okay, okay. Then, then they have something warmer at least. Um, Squas is gonna check the door real quick. Uh, unlikely that it's trapped, but then again, they don't use this, so who knows. Okay, you approach the door and your natural perception tells you that there is no extra like weight hidden anywhere, that the walls around it are smooth and they don't seem to have any tool markings on them. It looks like the lock is not even locked, like the, the door has one, but it's not been locked. Um, the door, it's just a wooden door. There's nothing special and nothing trapped about it. Take, a, take an active perception though. All right. Let's see if you can figure out what's going on the other side before you step into this main manicness. That would be a 32. A 32. Mm-hmm. That's another oh, 19 on the dice. <laughs> of course it is. Um, you hear a three or four dragonborn walking around on the other side. Like you can hear like the the tails on the ground, those that allow them to like occasionally just flick down onto the ground and move things. You hear them pacing around. You hear the breathing of more than three though. You hear the quiet little pitter patter of feet that are a lot smaller and they seem to be having a conversation that you just can't follow. It's in, it's in Dragon Ball. Okay. <clears throat> Squash just turns around and says like, um, the door's unlocked and safe. But there are people behind it, and young people too. I think it might be best if the dragonborns go first. Okay. Young people? I... Squash, um, we don't have... All the young people, or the, the children, they are not with the adults here. They are in a, a little town. Where in the Mororuna? Yeah, no. We aren't. This isn't in Amora, Runa. Well, this is... This is more like the capital city. Well, there's some... You're hearing... The little... Little feet? They would be cobbled. Oh. I feel like Squaz has heard the word cobbled once before. Take a history check. It is difficult. No, no. I'm just going to say Squaz doesn't know. 
all right. Um, do you do you still <clears throat> do you still not want to go first? I can go first if you want, Rel. We both go. We can both go. Good, because I didn't. I didn't leave in the best circumstances either. Hmm. Hopefully they still respect you. I hope so. As long as you okay. mention to them that we're here for Rarunwa and that he should be expecting us, I would imagine things should go smoothly. I probably do know about us. At least you, Raldo, probably know about you. <sighs> Okay. Okay, let's do this. And she squeezes Raoul's hand like really tightly. Yeah. Um, you can tell that she's also pretty nervous. Dragonborn revival is just, yeah, I didn't even know you had a laughter life. So this is going to be super weird for the people around. <laughs> um, the door opens and you find yourselves in a rectangular room. It's pretty big. There are desks and tables around. There are candles and a roaring fire off in one corner. There are three elder tabaxi sitting by the fire in chairs, just talking, and they're clearly winding down at the end of the day. They also appear to be definitely magic users. There are runes that are glowing from underneath um, from underneath some of the thinner clothes. Did you and say you tabaxi? can also notice I meant Dragonborn. You did say Tabaxi. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, they made there friends in Kino. Cool. No, 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 my bad. I'm so sorry. Um, there are three Dragonborn sitting by the fire, winding down after a long day. They are clearly magic users of some sort. They have runes that are glowing, and some of them, Squash, you would now know, they aren't naturally forming runes. Some of them are clearly wizards. Others, to you, scream Warlock or Sorcerer. Sitting next to them are also three kobolds. They are smaller creatures. They kind of look a little a little different, nothing you're used to. Squash, you may have actually seen one or two of these in passing in the Earth Dark, but you couldn't see particularly well down there. These might have been the shadow creatures down there at some point. And the six of them are talking by the fire as they hear as the door creaks open and the lot of you step out from a place they shouldn't. Directly ahead of you, there is a door to the outside, and you can tell this because of the snow that has kind of piled up on the inside a little, and you can see much clearly through the windows that are stained glass in places. You can see that there is a blizzard going on outside. They turn and look at you, and the tallest one with red scales looks across at you all. And for those of you who can understand Dragonborn, you hear... Who the hell are you? Um, I'm Emma, and this is Ral. We're here to fix with Ramwa. And then she smiles at them. <laughs> Perhaps we could talk in common? Not everybody here speaks Dragonborn. You see the sorcerer cast a spell. And... They and their companions, you see their eyes flash a pale blue. And the one with the red scales in common now says, What are you all doing here? Why should we not kill you on sight? You, tall one. And he points at Lafian. I? Who are you? 
What are you doing here? My name is Lafian. Me and my companions here are transporting a potion that is meant to cure Rewunwa of their ailments. We have spoken with him prior. Rewunwa knows of us. The Thorin sent us. He came As to you get say us. that. Yeah, as you say that the six of them look at each other and the kind of uh, the younger of the kobold who you would notice is actually wearing like some symbols on one shoulder and they have like kind of like the, the, the biggest of all the symbols and they say, Ah, yes, a Thorin. He told us you would be coming. Rwanda is quite sick. He suffered grave damage. Grave damage. You have the potion? We do. You have someone who can help? It we is do. N- not our arts to heal. And you see your tabaxi friend just wave at them. <laughs> like, he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, this common is still beyond him. Um. <laughs> hmm. And why so many? We were expecting three. You were expecting three because we were not told to come and cure him. We had to bring people to do that. Ah, so who are your healers? I am expecting an elf, a dwarf, and a dragonborn. And he looks confusedly between Ama and Ra. You're supposed to be dead. She shrugs. Surprise, bitches. <laughs> Please tell me you don't actually say that. Please tell me you don't actually say that. No, of course I don't actually say that. Damn it! <laughs> if she's supposed to be dead, then so am I. We both left. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The fairy one, Tabaxi, I think. And he nods. Mm-hmm. You are a healer. Uh, Alchemist. If it's not the three, she's supposed to be dead and not a healer. She's... No. And you. And um, the kobold points at Squash. And he's just with us. The Thorin did not know. To, uh, and he should not be here. No, he should. <laughs> Take a persuasion roll. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Someone here needs to be the Karen and just demand to speak to the manager. <laughs> Can we have a Karen, please? Uh, it's a six. <laughs> it's a six. Mm-mm. I am told to have allowed three. The elf, the dwarf, and the dragonborn. You were told by a Thorin who is not here. And I will follow his instructions to the letter. I will allow your one healer. And points at the tabaxi again. The others. Emma, who is definitely not supposed to be here. And the little one, halfling, I believe. I'm Squash. Squash. Okay. I will lead the rest of you to Wuramwa. No. It's okay, Raul. It's okay. No, it's Were not. You... It's no. more important that Vedrandra gets better than that we get to see him. 
It's okay, Ral. I don't think you need to see him for anything. I don't trust this. I'm not going to... No, we're not splitting up. We will just return back with our cure. You see his eyes go a little bit wide, and he says, Hmm. I will personally guard you. And they go over and lay a hand on Squash's shoulder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, what? You are not meant to be here. Outsiders are not meant to be here on Daymarius. Uh, But if the choice is between spending my time guarding you and not having a cure, the answer is obvious. Lead on. Oh, wait, no, I need to lead. Come on. And he grips your shoulder very (laughs) tightly and kind of like drags you to the front. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Good to see you are all wearing something warm. And they snap their fingers and their armor, like the kind of uh, chest that they were wearing, just changes into something um, a lot warmer. Basically, they have the same like glamoured thing. Oh, it's um, very good armor, isn't it? I love, I have the same thing. It's very nice. They look back at you, look forward again and just walk into the storm. <laughs> <laughs> good talk. It's very difficult. <laughs> it is very difficult to see. Um, the storm is quite thick. The snow is coming down very, very heavily. And in the few minutes um, that it takes to cross like what feels like a courtyard, like you have snow maybe an inch tall on your shoulder. The dragon bot, sorry, the kobold in front is kind of like pushing it away with magical force. And Aimer is just kind of like occasionally breathing on the snow. If he just one thing real quick, because it occurred to me. Um, uh-huh. When we were in the teleportation chamber, I think Lafian would have dropped a uh, an anchor. Anchor, yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Just in case, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that Trempal is not here because Trempal doesn't need to be here. <laughs> so he's staying back with the. Yeah, Trempal is gonna stay back with the other sorcerers, like they uh, and with the wizard, and they can compare like Notes. spells and try and chat. Yeah, like the. the the receptionist is trying to be what he is. The dragon's breath spell um, is completely new concept to him, even though it's a normal yeah. spell. Yeah, it's just a normal everyday spell, and he's trying to teach them, like you know, basic healing word or something. Even though he himself doesn't know, like they're they're trying to communicate via magic, and it's they'll see how well they do. <laughs> With the snow coming in quite heavy, it's like squash. At least you're going to find it a struggle because, and so does the the, the kobold that is next to you and they lead you into another building. Walking into this, you can see that everything here is sculpted. There is not a single piece of sheer wall. Everything has a relief in it. Everything has a um, a drawing or it has a person, a dragonborn, a dragon. Some of them look very old. You can see some of the smaller races, like two gnomes prominently, and you see two large dragonborn holding swords above them with huge eyes that are just seemingly to follow you wherever you move. They lead you through this chamber. They lead you to a doorway and they put a hand against the wall and you hear a click and the door opens. Squash, you would notice that there are what look like small dart holes just above that door. That although it looks like you could normally just open this, you would activate the trap without it being deactivated the way he had done. He leads you down 
it gets warmer and warmer the further down you go and he deactivates the armour, he changes it back to as it was before. Those of you who are wearing warm weather gear suddenly begin to get very hot and need to begin to strip it back and it takes more than an hour before you are led through these chambers, through these difficult to remember pathways. You turn left, you turn right. It's kind of like a maze down here. Scorch, you'd be very used to this is how the Earth Dark is. You find yourself in a big, big, big cavern. Roughly the same kind of really big shape as that of which you found the lost city of Dranethin. You can see off to the sides there are piles of gold and gems. Some have armour sitting on top of them, some skeletal remains. You also see that there are a couple of chairs and a table. But what you mostly see is Wurumma, surrounded by candles of different colours, different sizes. And you see that there are kobolds and there are dragonborn that are tending. You can see that he has a very deep gash, roughly at chest height, between his two arms. You see that his wings are singed and torn and have holes in them. You can also see that as he coughs, you can see little splutters of blood just covering the treasure ahead of him. And the deep gash in his chest is very, very deep. This is what you find. Uh, Ra will slowly start walking forward towards Ruanra. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to come with you? Uh, Raul nods and signals for, like, everyone to follow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll follow. Right there next to you, buddy. As you step closer to Uramwa, you can feel it every time he coughs now. It's not... It's not like a dragon can really look pale, but he does look exhausted, worn out. And you can see that the ground has been stained dark, dark colours. As you get closer, he opens one of his eyes and looks at you all, and you see a faint smile appear on his face. Raw waves. <laughs> Amy's reaction is basically that. Um, <laughs> he opens one of his eyes and stares at you, sees the wave, and you see the smile get even bigger. And he asks his attendants to step back, <coughs> step away. Good. You made it. I don't think I have much longer left. What happened? The fight with Kells was disastrous. She gravely injured myself and many of my children were slaughtered. We had to leave before before I knew for sure if she was dead or risk losing everyone. There were people from Kino there. One not. They were fighting her. 
I do not know how this ended. What do you think it's going to take for us to stop her? I have faith that those children who stayed behind and the people of Kino, they will stop her. I hope. But that... That may be something I never see. I have to break my promise to you, Raoul. And he lifts one of his claws and puts it over the chest wound. What is wrong? My heart was hit with necromantic energy. And a part of it is dead. (gasps) (laughs) It is of no use to you now. Okay. It is not. We weren't going to take it anyways. What of you, child? You have to live long enough to... And he looks at the rest of you and you just, much like when the three of you were linked, you know that you are for the moment linked with the dragon. You can hear him and squash too, as he only speaks mentally to you. You'll be able to respond back the same way you did before. You have to live long enough, my child, to become greater than the four people I see now. I know. But, uh, you know, uh, we thought maybe you could finish the fight. We've brought something that could help you. I can see that. If your healer is skilled, perhaps he can bring life back to this old dead heart. But it will probably not be in time for you. We found another way. If you are at least healed enough to help us so that you can live up to your promise, we learned of another. If you can help us with that much, at least I would give Rawl another chance. There is another of my kin? We learned that there is... And you see him like lift his head a little. There is another one living somewhere in the Earth Dark. Of course. You know of whom we speak? He shakes his head. It was arrogance of mine to assume they had all died also. If your healer can help me regain even some of my strength, I will help you. I would rather, would rather fight 
at the end, then waste away here. I know how that is. He looks at you and nods. And Ra takes the potion. Mm -hmm. But I have something else I would ask of you. Of course. You're sick, come with us. If I'm going to help everyone, I'm going to help everyone. They will survive this too. My children must stay strong. If you take them from here, and the cure that Kesa promised you all, if she is unable to fulfill it, they must never return. Why do you think they are weak? Do you not believe that I will fix them? You'd rather throw them away, but look what I have done. Look at what we have done for you. You have surpassed all expectations. For many years, when Demarius was alive, she tried to fix all those that she had accidentally cursed. But she... Could not bear to see them suffer. You suffer unlike any other. He shakes his head. Some people do not want this. Demarius did not. Demarius should not have had the choice. It's their choice. They are alive. They could fight if they want to. They could be just like me, help just as much. You are right in this. And if anyone could help them, I believe it is going to be you. You have all of my faith, which is why I was going to give you my heart. And now I know of Caesar's plan, of her promise. I am even more willing to cut out my heart. I cannot apologize enough for my family. Then let me fix it. These are people, they cannot just be held here to die. If your healers have managed to find a way to help them, then take them. The further away from that pit they are, the happier I will be. And then you can worry about how you and your people are going to be better. However the fuck you mean to be better stronger or whatever the fuck I can feel Ral that the age of dragons is coming to an end the purpose of the dragonborn 
and the kobold who have joined us here will soon be over. For this blissful eclipse is what Demarius had wanted to ensure that Marnak and Kells would never help. Marnak is helping us. I understand this is the case. He's back. Athorin is a good judge of character. Is he? You see him smile a little. For the most part. If Marnak is good, then he will be a great help. So, deal, then. You let us take the sick. I stop this. You help us. We help you help us. Yes. There is something else I must help you with. For you to become a sentinel, there is magic that must be performed. Dragon blood is very powerful. My children have helped me. And he kind of like looks over to one of his attendants and they are clearly exchanging some sort of mental communication. The dragonborn, very tall, very thin, lanky, walks over and hands a small box over to Squash. This you will need. Or your warlock friend, whichever will cast the spell to bind you. Thank you. You are welcome. I'll use it wisely. I hope for all our sake that is so. Squash is gonna sneak a peek in the chest. There's three vials of dragon blood. Yeah, he closes it. It's just just confirming. Yeah. Yeah, three surprise. vials? Shouldn't there be four? You can see this too if you want to ask him about it. <laughs> we need one more. Oh, well, I don't know how many fucking things are in the thing. No, no, I'm, I'm going to say you can see oh, it, okay. like squash my peek, yeah. sneak a peek, but obviously he's opening it. Like you can just yeah. give it a side eye and see there are only three. It's simple enough. That is the quantity needed. You will, will not be ingesting this. Oh. Either you will know how to use this squash, or your friend, she will. Squash, like, opens his mouth as to say something, but doesn't find the words. And he just nods his head. That's an FYI for scale. He's like, one of his teeth are about the size of you. I know, I know. The smaller <laughs> teeth are the size of you. One of the smaller teeth, yeah. yeah I think we you. said some of the bigger ones are like two balances. Yeah, like two balances tall. <laughs> he is an ancient dragon, huh? And four Zoltanas yeah. wide. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back. Bam, baby. bringing it back. Um, <laughs> what happens to your people and all of their strength when all this is over? There are some competent leaders amongst our children. When I am dead and gone, I believe they will know how to 
to bring the dragonborn into a new age with the rest of the world. Laughing smiles at that. Well, they're going to have a real fucking hard time. He looks at Ama and kind of gives her half a smile and looks back at Rao. Perhaps we should have you tended to now. I can't imagine talking with a hole in your chest is pleasant. It is exceptionally painful. Raw turns around and gives the potion to his tabaxi friend and gives them the kind of gives them a very exhaust like the exasperated sigh of like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this whole situation. Um, I just can't. And uh hands up the thing. The tabaxi basically runs forward and you see your your friend beginning to talk with um Wiranwa. Wiranwa's voice is like pretty deep and it kind of rumbles everything around you, but they're so weak right now that it's just like barely an earth tremor. And they seem to be talking backwards and forwards like very quickly and very fluently in um in your tabaxi friend's native tongue. Um it seems to be something that Wiranwa is comfortable with. Um your tabaxi friend after like 10 or 15 minutes chatting with depending on how long you want to wait um, just turns back and says this is going to take some time uh, you can tell Trempart to leave without me how long do you think if this is necrotic damage as he suspects it's going to take a few days at least Hmm. We do have somewhere we're trying to trying to go. But we don't know if Trimpal can get us there. I don't know what to tell you. Uh Ra asks Wu Renwa. Do you know how to get to how do you pronounce it? Looking back at <laughs> He looks at you and says It is impenetrable to most magic Teleportation there is not a possibility, I'm afraid Is there a vessel here we could take? Something fast? Time is of the essence We have some ships that you could take it would take you four or five days. If that's the best we can do, then that's what we have to do. We don't have much choice, it seems. He kind of like very weakly tries to lift a wing, uh, indicate the damage that he has. I would fly you if I could. Is there some way I can assist? You obviously are aware that there are abilities out there besides the standard magic healings. You could try, but this is very potent magics. And he kind of like nods in the tabaxi. A friend of Rouse takes a step to the side. You honored your end of the deal and showed us that you are trustworthy, so... I will do my best to help you if I can. Zoltana, would you like to try helping as well? Perhaps if you and I work together? Yeah, of course. 
All right. All right. So what are the pair of you going to try and do? Um, I think it's cool theatrically. Like if we place one hand uh, on top of each other on the dragon and then try to like funnel both of our magic healing into, into him. I don't, I don't know. Like the, thematically and like cinematically, this just seems very cool to me. The idea of like trying to combine our healing into a more powerful Uber healing. Yeah. Psionics and divine it. power just. <laughs> okay. Um, then uh, talk me through whatever it is that you are using and we'll figure out how to combine them. Um, I'm going to, I since we just had a long rest and I also, since I got five more, I'm going to use like 20 points of lay on hands, I guess. Half I'll, or whatever okay. half my lay on hands is I'll, I'll use. Um, and I've got my Restore Vigor, because I'm assuming based on the fact that it's necrotic, um, the yes. Restore Vigor removes any reductions to ability scores, um, an effect remove that is uh, affecting HP maximum or exhaustion level. So I'm assuming yep. necrotic falls somewhere in that category. Yeah, um, you definitely won't be able to instantly, you won't be able to get him back on his feet today. Like, that's just not a thing. Uh, but you will be able to, like, reduce the amount of time it takes to heal him up. Um, so, yeah, um, using Wait, Zoltana's hand I have an interesting question, as... real, quest, yeah? real quick, before I commit to lay on hands. Sure. I wouldn't be able to revivify his heart since you said it was half dead, would I? No, because it happened more than a minute ago. Damn it. Okay, fair enough. But that is baller thinking that I fucking love. Thank you. I I, I try to be innovative <laughs> when I can. That was that was baller and I highly approve of it. I'm so sorry that it's more than a minute ago. Because <laughs> I definitely would have allowed that shit. <laughs> Revivify my heart. Say that you love me again. Right. Anyway. I'm spending the seven side points. <laughs> Why are you stopping them? This should just be the rest end of the podcast at this point. <laughs> we peaked. That's it. We're done. <laughs> okay. So using Zoltana's hand as like the the kind of vessel to to break through like the magical enchantments that just dragons have that make them resist a lot of the weird shit that happens in this world. Um that rage that flows through your hands which is now pointing towards trying to heal this dragon as Lafian puts his hand on top of yours your magic changes slightly and for the briefest moment Lafian you can see that magic and not only can you see it you can alter it in such a way that this red and black light kind of coalesces and aims towards the heart you can see and feel the blockages guiding her magic through as this heart is partially dead and broken, you clear some of those passages and blood flows back into very crucial parts of this heart once again. But that's only a very, very small portion of this really big-ass giant, like, dragon heart. You have helped. But at what cost? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Seven side points, 35 lay on hands. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, fuck, I could do that again, like a few times, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like for the like scale, you definitely would be able to like cure this through. This needs a bit more time. Yeah. Um. Okay. He takes a step back and just kind of wipes a bead of sweat off his forehead. Yeah. 
Um, and this is also difficult for Sultana, so like sweat would definitely be on both of you right now. Um, but you hear him breathe in a bit deeper than he did before and breathe out, and he's not coughing quite as much. The rasp in his voice is a little less. Hmm. Well, that did something. We did a good job. Laughing's like and looking at now, his hand now, and he's looking at you, Zoltana, like, that was very different. Yeah. We'll figure that stuff out later. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, the kobold who is still standing impatiently next to Squash um, looks at Ruonwa and they appear to be exchanging messages. And he says, I think it's time you all left now. Ruonwa needs his rest and to be healed. Very well. Um, we need a vessel. Fastest one you've got. He looks back at Rue one more with like a, huh? And just gets like a sh- shoulder shrug in return. Right. Okay. I can sort this out. Please, move on. And he kind of grabs again, squashed by the shoulder and like marches <laughs> him forward. Um. <laughs> Poor Squash. Squash, are you Poor okay squash. holding on to the, the vials? Are you... Yeah, I have a I have a bag I can put it in. Don't worry. All right. And you can see that Squash is way more uncomfortable with a couple <laughs> touching him than he is with, like, carrying around the case. It's like he's bending <laughs> under that touch. Sorry, can't yeah. help you with that one. Just mind thrust him. Just, like, no. he just had an aneurysm. No. Just say something. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. If this was Lindgren, cobalt... that's a different story. Yeah, no one cares about Lindgren. Um... He leads you up and he takes you to a different building again. Um, the storm around you seems to have increased and it's much harder now to wade through the snow. It's very deep in places, this cobalt and, and squash for sure. And even Zoltana are beginning to struggle with how high, how this, uh, high, how high this snow is. He takes you to a building. Uh, I want to make sure that Trimpal comes with us to wherever the boat is. I don't know what we're doing right now, but... <laughs> Okay, Trimpal yeah, it's, it's, it's simple enough. Okay. Yeah, um, he takes you to a building and he says, So none of the boats will leave in this stormy condition. The waves are just simply too high. But they predict, our mages, that the weather will be clearer tomorrow. At the crack of dawn, you shall be able to leave on our fastest vessel. Insight check. Sure. <laughs> Good choice. It's not difficult. Don't trust this creepy little kobold. 23. He is as pure and honest as the driven snow. <laughs> Bullshit. It is... Yellow snow, maybe. It... Liar. Ah, <laughs> uh, No, um, he's not lying okay. at all. Like, this is unsafe conditions for the boats to be out in. Oh, no, I mean um, the fastest morning boat morning is your best bet. Oh no! Yeah, you get you. You're having the fastest boat. Well, okay. they don't have many boats. Yeah, they it's don't have so many much. boats. Like <laughs> they can have one boat and it be their fastest boat, and also their slowest boat. Uh, no, he, he's not lying. You are getting the fastest boat. Great. Um, where do we stay in the meantime? Is this just like a nice temporary? You may stay here. I will send someone to wake you an hour before the boat leaves. Probably better you are not in the way of the more experienced sailors as they begin to prepare the ship. 
Uranma agreed to give us your sick. Yes. He has allowed them to travel with your rather interesting wizard back to a place named Falsum. Falsum. Good pronunciation. Should our wizard stay on the boat with us and we stop by there and then the wizard takes them from the boat? The wizard can take them now if he wishes. Oh. Okay. Um, give us a minute. Because <laughs> I have to explain this to, the, to him. <laughs> uh, Trampale is brought in short order. Um, this kobold is not leaving Squash's side, I'm afraid. Hey, Trampale. Yeah. He, he looks a little confused. There's fire in his hands as he's trying to stay warm. Um, it's it's fine in this building, but out in the storm, it's pretty rough. So, so you can go back now, and I think we're going to get where we need to go from here somehow. Um, You're gonna be all right. We're taking a boat. Yeah, probably better than uh, teleporting into an unteleportable place. Um, I've made a deal. <laughs> um, poor way to lead a sentence, Roll. Keep, keep going. Cool. All of the sick, can you take them back to the temple? How many, how many sick? I don't know. Mm, we're talking about a dozen that are confirmed with dragons more. Yeah. Two trips. I mean, I have to do some now, that's, some tomorrow. That's fine, please. Um, yeah, where do you, where, where do you want them? Somewhere calm, please. Just right. um, raw. Will kind of. I, does he have a pen and paper? I don't know if I still have any pen paper stuff or anything. Somebody yeah, does. Yeah, like someone. Someone would have quills and quills and okay. pens and inks. Yeah, that's fine. Raul's going to write a little note <laughs> that just basically <laughs> says, like, please stay calm as long as you survive. Like, it, it'll it be okay. Like, just a little longer. Yeah. Basically. As, as you're, like, yeah. kind of, like, beginning to talk me through how you survive this long, um, Amy turns to you and says, in, in Dragomon, she says, Raul, do you think I should go with them? Actually, yes. They don't. They don't speak any common, and there are a lot of strange new things there for them. And you don't like Just, the water. No, I don't. <laughs> and I. Do you remember how scared we were when we got to, to Discora, and it was just us two, and we had nobody to help us. They're just little. Littler than we were. Okay. Just be careful. Keep them calm. Take them wherever they need to go. We have friends. We can call in some favors if we need to find cold places or warm places. Falsum should be warm enough. Yeah. Cold place we and can I talk to the dwarfs. Yeah. And 
we have people who, you know, owe me a favor, you know, certain people who try to kill me. They could go find places. And at Caden and Rosita, they seem to be nice people. Perhaps they will help look after them. Just keep them I, I do want to go with you, Raoul. I, I do, but I, I... I don't... I really don't want to go back on the water. I know. Just keep them alive. And yourself. And stay away from Bogram. Don't trust him with... I don't... Most things. <laughs> you can use his money, though. That was funny. <laughs> she definitely laughs at that. Yes. You know I love you, right? Love you too. Uh, she gives hugs. him like a really yeah. big hug. Yeah, it's it's one of those like hugs that it would be uncomfortably long for a normal hug, but this this is not a normal hug. Yeah, and Ra has trouble saying goodbye. So yeah, she she equally you know that thing where you try to say <laughs> goodbye, you just can't get the word out. Like it's very much that. Um, yeah. And she, she can't bring herself to say anything as she kind of walks over to Trempel and. Yeah, well, we'll take a couple of steps like, back to reinforce that distance of like, yep, this is happening. Yeah, and then like turns They're around. They're trying. And gives, like this is a wave. This is uncomfortable for everyone involved in this. Um, she's well, trying like, not to yeah, bleed anyone on who can things. see. <laughs> not really. Yeah, is trying not to cry on everything. Um, oh, this so is sad. awful. <laughs> Yeah, so sad. She wants to be so brave, but the water is so scary for her. Um, she and Trempal make their way back, and as the door closes, you see her just look behind, just do a little tiny wave at Ral. Just the tiniest of waves. Ral waves. Okay. All right, so we commence night. Um, beds are vaguely uncomfortable. The kobold is still sitting next to Squash. Um, they're not sleeping in a bed. They just pulled a chair up at nearby. You have made a new friend. Friend is a very, you know, generous term for yeah. this person. Um, for my girl. prison guard. How much gold was yeah. in the place that we just came out of? A lot, my friend. A okay. lot. Squash, I had to sit in prison for 50 years. You can steal, deal with a single night. <laughs> I am offended. I am actually offended. <laughs> Did they have any okay. huge diamonds? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. What? Wait. Yes, I said there were gems and gold there and armor and skeletal things. Just, just curious. Thanks. Are you about to ask for... <laughs> no, I won't ask. I'll put it I in don't... the stocking and come back later. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They were down by Wurunwa, and you are not there anymore. <laughs> I know, okay? I'm not there Nobody anymore. thought to try and steal the gems and the gold. They v, were in a v, dragon's v, that's not horde. true. I was thinking about it the whole time, but I didn't because it wasn't smart. And also, Wurunwa, without us telling him a lot of things, could just see that we had things on us. Okay. <laughs> and he knew about our business. He could just yeah. see... I didn't think he, that we were going to be able to get away with stealing. He knows about what you're up to. We're not going to steal from like the that. dragon we're trying to heal. Goodness. Yeah, that's I did real think about rhythm. it, though. Um. I did think about it the whole time. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Lafian, is there anything you want to do in Night Face? Reading more book. Okay. As you read through the book, you learn that it's not easy to learn what your true name is. But often those who have a very deep 
soul connection with something else. It's like they are two halves of one whole. So their names are kind of linked and joined. So things like um, if you, in your core, feel like you are Lafian or that you are Steve, that becomes part of your true name. But the second part of your true name, if you are lucky to have a soulmate, even two or even three, depending on how you are, those names can be attached together. So, for example, it would be a sure bet that if you consider yourself to be Lafian and in Kythea's native tongue, she considers herself to be Kythea, that those names could be linked and that would be part of your true name. Hmm. Okay. He's going to spend his time meditating, pondering on that. Okay. Like he's going to um, try like maybe I, like muttering to himself saying like trying to like see what fits and see if something like resonates with him. Yeah. Um I'm basically now going to give it to y'all that um over the next couple of weeks or months or however long it takes to actually get to the end part of this game, um I want you to kind of consider what your true names for your characters would be just so that if for example, you don't manage to break free of whatever is going on with this, that someone can get you out. <laughs> so just, just have a thought about that. Uh, just just chuckle that at me whenever you get like a five minutes or ten minutes to Raw think about the living. It, um, Very much alive. Undying. Raw still alive. Raw the undying. Um, undying Amar. Boom. Nailed it. Um, okay. So yeah, you can ponder that. Raul, is there anything you want to do in this like night-ish phase? Oh, I forgot to have you roll for this morning. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh boy. Oops. That's going to be a wreck. It's important half. because, like, you could, like, Knock down legitimately a dice. have gone down First another morning dice. morning was fine. Okay, that's fine. Oh, wait, that's it's good. not 20s Maybe. I'm on. Shit. So hold on to that. <laughs> I think it was 10s. You are currently on a D10, my friend. Yeah. Okay, so the first night was fine. It was four. <sighs> okay. That's great. Right. That's great. You have four more days left on the D10. Thanks, I'll um, for that. So another. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Here we go. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll do this for the morning. Huh. This morning's was two. Actually, All right. should I disadvantage? Because aim is gone. Nope. Nope. Still did fine. <laughs> as much as you're trying to get Raul dead. So I can fly far, you're far, fine. far away. Dear Zoltana, oh, make boy. me a bird. So I can fly far, far, far away. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, it's an boy. old throwback. Okay, stop that. Um. Uh, Zoltana, you don't, you kind of hear the mutterings of prayers in your ear, but you don't hear any voice come through particularly clearly on this particular day. Okay. Uh, well, that's really what I was going to do for my night was going to be just see if any, I could help anyone out with the prayers and then sit up awkwardly for a couple hours until I fall asleep. Maybe I'll read that book. I'll read the, I'm going to read my speech book. Try to put me to sleep. Okay, great. So I have um, written on your like specialized DM notes here. Deities like, for Like how dummies. often you read the book. No, no, not deities. No, stop it. Um, <laughs> I have here like after a certain amount of readings of this book, like I'll be able to give you like a bonus or a proficiency in like your speech craft. So it'll be easier for you to convert the masses as you go along. Are you hearing voices in your head? Okay. Yeah, always. <laughs> you might be a crazy person, or you might be a deity. Find out in this book. <laughs> Find out now! <laughs> oh, I know which one crazy people are going to choose to think they are. No, well, yeah, how do you think prophets came about? <laughs> they hear the voice yeah, of God. 
he's he's got you there. Um, okay, and then uh, so yes, Sultana, I am keeping check of this. Can you roll a d twenty for me, please? I think I can do that. Nice. Y'all are the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. Shark bait. God, I love that movie. 17. Okay. Because of your interaction and your sending of the good energies to Ninverna, because of your other followers feeling like they have a connection with you through the whispers, you have gained 17 new followers over the last few days. Mm. Woo! I'm get I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting close. <laughs> close to getting there. You're you're now at five hundred and seventy five. Yeah. Holy shit. That's pretty good. Yep. That's over halfway. So Wow. Halfway there. <laughs> wow. I'm not finishing this musical parody. Um <laughs> Sending Zoltana prayer. Thank you. I was working on that. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, squash, let's continue on with your insanity. What are you looking at this evening? Well, Be, uh, bear in mind that there is a kobold just kind of sitting next to you, paying some attention. But Yeah, and know. that kobold can mind their own business. They're also <laughs> ma- magic, though. <laughs> They're oh, also they magic, magic, yeah. All right. Yeah. Magics. I think then uh, squash since like I think if I'm gathering correctly, there are probably like good four hours before normal sleeping time. Like, uh... yeah, like let's say like it's past dinner time, but it's definitely like that hour before bedtime. Where you're like, oh, I yeah, I, you, you it's have... too early to go to bed, but it's too late to start anything. Except squash doesn't care about that. So I think squash gets out the book and. Um, while he's just like quickly going through the first chapter just to like make sure that some of the stuff is sticking, he's like retracing some of the runes that he drew uh, on himself Mm -hmm. and maybe like wiping some of them off or redoing some of them. And Mm -hmm. uh, he's like paying attention. Does the couple seem interested or is he just like, Jesus like can I go he he is he is watching you and as you like begin to like redraw some of your runes he's like Mm, I don't think you're doing that right. Um, what do you mean, not doing it right? You're using the wrong inks for a start. And secondly, you don't seem to be connecting with any sort of magic at all. No, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm just learning. I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, How I... many days... Months? No, oh, go- no. No, um, I, I just started, like, y- yesterday. Oh. And he just kind of, like, leans back in his chair and just continues to watch you. Ah. <laughs> um, Squash lifts up his hand and points at one of the rooms and it's like, this one means soul, right? Uh, it's more... Kind of, it's more alteration than soul, but Ugh. it's easy to understand why you got it wrong. They are very similar to one another. No, that's not good enough. It's not good enough that it's similar. It needs to be simple enough. And Squash like starts adding a little bit something to it. It's just like, okay, with these 
Okay. Why are you drawing on your arm? Why not use notepads like the rest of the wizards? Um, paper always it it moves differently. It moves weirdly. I I I don't like it. It's hard to write on. All right. Uh-huh. You're still learning. Yeah, then that ink is fine for someone who is learning. Um, okay. Uh, Squash like goes through the first chapter and just starts working his way towards the second chapter. Um, you get through kind of like the first chapter, telling you about the runes, telling you like this part of the rune should mean this, and this part of the rune means like to say something like this. Um, this indicates a certain school of magic. Um. The next chapter kind of goes into other terminology that you kind of need to learn before you start learning how to actually cast spells. And it covers things like the focuses. It explains why you need to have a verb or why you need to have hand movements, why there is sometimes costs for magic. And it goes into explain about it basically magic coming from a variety of different places and that to cast magic basically breaks the laws of nature that have been set up here in Bikron. So everything requires a drawing of energy from somewhere, but that energy has to be returned in a different way. And that's what the components for a spell is. And it talks about focuses and the different things. And it talks about having globes or having staves or wands. And it also talks about the weirdness that sorcerers don't necessarily have to have them. Um, So it covers a lot about focus. All right. Uh, Then I think Squash is going to focus on that chapter this turn okay uh (laughs) i'm imagining like as squash is reading he's like tracing his fingers over the runes that he has all over himself and like dedicating like muscle memory to like remembering the shapes and the the trails yeah um okay so yeah that's definitely something squash can do is just continually repeat some of the the basics that he's learned and you definitely learn over time that if you draw something slightly wrong you kind of get just that momentary weird buzz on your skin as you do it something slightly wrong and you realize that if you make your brush strokes or your um your ink strokes slightly better and more refined and focused as you actually draw them rather than just trying to do it from any sort of you know randomness or copying they seem to not hurt as much as they did that's good that's good uh all right is that you done for the evening no no. Oh no. Squash is on a on a path and Squash needs all the time in the world. So Squash is gonna grab another vial of God's dream. Uh and he kinda like holds it in one hand and then looks up at the cobalt. And None then, of my business. Just shrugs his shoulders. You wanna do a line, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I'm just gonna go to sleep. Now. Mm-hmm. And Reading and taking God's dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a definite like hesitation when he says the word God's dream. Like, <laughs> you know what this is? Uh-huh. It's not wise to mix learning this, and he indicates the book, and God's dream. Mm-hmm. Why not? 
Magic should not be rushed. I understand why youngsters to the craft might think it's better and more flashy to learn quickly, but understanding does not come from that. Takes time for magic. Well, time is literally the only thing I don't have right now. Hmm. Huh. Well, you are young and you will learn. Uh, Squash just kind of shakes his head and opens the vial, takes the god dream and keeps focusing on the book until he drifts off. As you begin to drift off and you're reading the book, after you finish focuses, you begin to see a list of very basic cantrips. The very first one that really catches your eye is because it's written in Demi's handwriting and it goes into great depth about how to cast Firebolt. No, Control Flames. Control Flames is first. It's how to control flames of what it means to be something as fiery as she is, how to control the flames, how to connect with them on a deeper primal level. And this is a cantrip that you learn. It won't be great. And when you wake up, the rune that you have drawn subconsciously in your sleep burns. But it's not a fire. It's more like like a, a really bad irritation, like a scratch. And everything under the ink that you've used turns red. But you do at least have one cantrip now. Control flames. However, whatever knowledge it is that you had of walking through the forests, of knowing what plant means what, magic comes at a cost. And especially when you mix it with drugs. I am going to remove your expertise in nature. You do now have a very unreliable control flames, though. All right. Uh, and I forgot to mention at the top of this episode that everybody leveled up. So yeah, <laughs> I forgot I'd Woo! mentioned that to everybody uh, off camera. I was going to mention it at the beginning of this episode, but I forgot. So let's put it here at the end. They leveled down. last night. Context is why Ross Con saves are very good. <laughs> I yeah. can't have that. Um, so, I can't have that. Yeah, everybody else is, uh, everyone is level 14 except Squash, who is now 15. So there we go. Oops. It's important because, like, you could, like, legitimately have gone down First another dice. Was fine. Okay, that's fine. Oh, wait, it's not 20s I'm, I'm on. Shit. So hold on to that. Uh, let me just. I think it was 10s. <gasps> My headphones have died. Your headphones have died. I'm saying important things right now. Me too. You're Very missing it, things. B. Also me, I'm also it. saying important things. You're missing it. Raw stole Showgirls a is diamond. a cinematic classic. Let me tell you why. Nobody talk. <laughs> everybody just move your mouths. I put a diamond in the stocking plane. That's what I do for no. my night face. Okay, and then I put that in the episode, and then... Okay, <laughs> I will just copy-paste... Do some snips around and st do a little storytelling uh, of my own in my editing software. And I'll there get a couple yes replies from V, and it's all set. V, say yes. Yes. Nice. That'll make a good cut. Yeah. Won't no, no, no. My headphones hard. died. They're like wireless they and they die. died. Yes. Um, That's one long ass fun. blooper right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
How am I to hit this? Um, <laughs> oh. You're going to wish right, you had. Okay, uh, where are we at? Ral, what are you up to for this evening? Um, so we had you do Already the roll, and that was fine for this morning. Hello, and thank you for listening through another episode of The Lucky Die. Uh, this was a pretty big one, and I really, really hope everything goes well for all of us. Yeah, uh, learning magic is probably not going to be easy, but uh, hopefully it will work out. And yeah, the making a deal with a dragon. I've heard stories about that. Let's hope this one goes better than the many stories I've heard. But anyway, we want to thank Karim so much for being the voice of Ravandra. And yeah, uh, we also want to thank Ed Howard, Ed Hewitt, who is our most recent patron. And I want to motivate everybody to go check us out on social media. We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, we have a, a, a Instagram, and we're posting stuff on there every day. There's something to check out. If you just want to keep in touch with us and keep up with what TLD is up to and what we're doing and all that good stuff, then please join us, join us. Anyway, um... I was promised a bunch of bloopers this time, and I'm not throwing Neil under the bus. There are bloopers. But before that, uh, stick around. There's a special message from Casey. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Hi, all. Casey here to talk to you about a cool Kickstarter, Exploit This. Exploit This is a documentary about the history of exploitation cinema in America, as told by the people who lived it. Eric Eichelberger and Kay Adam have spent the last 14 years interviewing filmmakers like Roger Corman, Rhonda Shear, Larry Cohen, and Herschel Gordon-Lewis about their experiences in exploitation cinema, and have created from these interviews a full-length documentary on how low-budget cinema has shaped independent film as we know it today. If you love cult classics and the history of film and want to see this documentary get made, go to Kickstarter and type in Exploit This with an exclamation point, and go to ExploitThisTheMovie.com to see a film teaser. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.